Welcome to Go 10 Lisa. I'm your host, Lisa. And thank you for joining me on another episode of Go 10 Lisa. As we jump right into one of the 10 topics I love talking about. Let's see what today's topic is about, shall we? And today's topic is, and we're continuing with our two-parter with our guest, my guest today, Miss Faith Holy. My guest today, continuing the subject of transitioning from a regular job to starting your own business. Welcome, Faith. Well, hello, Miss Lisa, again. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on part two of transitioning from a regular job to starting your own business. Now, let me give you a proper introduction for you listeners out there who are just joining us for part two. My guest today is Miss Faith Holy, a self-employed mom of two girls who lives in Pennsylvania, an associate of Legal Shield. She also created Footprints Credit Solution. My cousin, a woman of faith, Faith Holy. Thank you so much for that, Miss Lisa. You're welcome. And a little bit different this time around faith is that we're going to go ahead and give all of your information because we didn't do that in part one so in case someone wants to reach out to you faith and your business go ahead and here is your chance to list out how people can get a hold of you well um if anybody needs to get a hold of me um it doesn't have to be just about um credit repair it could be just about uh credit building maybe just need some guidance on a few things, um, feel free to reach out to me at Footprints Credit Solutions. Um, my phone number is one 855 715 and it's www.footprint, S as in Sam, C as in Charlie, S as in Sam.com. So it's footprintcs.com. You can reach out there and, um, and see what we have the, uh, to offer. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. If you just put in Footprints Credit Solution, you should be able to come up with um, come up with um, my Facebook page. You can reach out there and inbox me if you need to. Um, also, starting another um, a group called Stepping um, Into Your Financial Freedom for um, a free guide on how to um, understand how your credit scores are produced and things. So, a lot of good things coming. So, if anybody you know, want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of Lisa and then she'll pass it on or you can get a hold of me directly. Sounds great. Now, for those listening for the first time, um, I would highly suggest that you listen to part one on the podcast. Go 10 Lisa podcast is available on Anchor, iTunes, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and now CastBox and Breaker. So it's available for you, new episodes every Friday. So we're going to jump right in and continue on from part one, um, where in the first episode, we talked about as women starting our own businesses and how we didn't have the support of family. 
Now, now we're going to jump into today's episode and move on a little bit from there to say, okay, so now we don't have the support of family. How do we still keep going on? Moving, I mean, if you listen to anybody who's successful, like seriously successful, um, they're successful. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people that have bandwagon associated with something that were judging you based on who you used to be. You know, like they assume that you're still the 14, like you could be 40 and they still think you're 14 years old and, and messy, you know, or, or however, you know, life kind of takes you and, and they just kind of, it takes a long time for them to catch up. Um, moving on from that point and realizing after you get over the initial shock and hurt of it, because you would think your family would have your back, it's a sign for you to step out into your community. And there's a lot of anxiety that goes along with that. Um, me personally, medical reasons are a lot of the reasons why I sometimes don't step out as often as I should. Um, but when you step out into the community, you start finding people in your tribe. And the lessons you learn from blood translate to water. So, like, I'm watching people a little bit differently to see how they act and they react. Or are they trying to just get something from me for free? And knowing where those boundaries lie um, for you personally. Like, what will you give? What will you sacrifice of yourself to put your brand out there? But putting your brand out there isn't the all in all of, of, of your business. It is, but it's not. It's being yourself and putting yourself into a position of being grateful for what you have and giving and not really attaching it to your business. You're doing it for yourself to meet people and to network but your brand comes along with you. It's not all about, it's not all the brand. It's, it's being able to get out there and really get your hands into your community and really be able to answer questions people have and solve problems for people. That's where the money is. It's solving people's problems. It's not, it doesn't matter what business you have. It's just solving somebody's problem. And the only way you can do that is to find out what the problems are and then you can create a business and craft it around those issues and build your brand further from there or build your brand from there. That's, that's good. That's a good tip because you can't let the negativity and people not supporting you um, derail you. And also when you're starting a new business, you are going to be a little bit afraid, you know, to jump out there into the community so that's why it's good to take baby steps and do a lot of research and believe in your brand, believe in what you're doing, continue and have that drive and passion. Even though you may have setbacks, still continue onto that, onto that strive for your brand mm -hmm. and for your business. 
So let's talk a little bit of um, what struggles have and opportunities have you encountered so far in regards to starting your own business? So for me, I think for me, my learning curve, it was just the knowledge. It was just the knowledge, the learning curve of doing my um, YouTube videos, as well as my podcast to jump right in. It's the, it's, those are the struggles and realizing that I'm not making money right off the bat, but it also plays into what you just said. It's about going out there and, and, um, you know, pushing yourself and grinding, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean? the end of the day, it's your business. Right. And I was listening to, um, uh, uh, somebody doing, uh, training for my, for credit repair. And this person said, and it's so true, um, Mr. Mark Claiborne, he's, he's built a massive business and um, we had a, a, he tried a new type of training where he was going to be taking three smaller businesses and kind of mentoring them in a little group of like three little businesses. And he said, you know what? And I, my question to him was like, how do you get past that point? And he said, you know what? It doesn't matter if it's your boyfriend, your kids, your family, your friend. Guess what? It's not their dream. Mm-hmm. It's not their dream. Mm-hmm. I think we need to, you know, as entrepreneurs out there, we need to put that on our mirrors. We need to put that every time where we have a setback or whatever. It's not their dream. Anytime anybody tells us no, you know staple in our in our heads it's not their dream it's our dream and that's what to keep going exactly and because they're not going to have the passion and they're not going to have the under- i mean they could try and be understanding until it, it inconveniences them mm-hmm. like i find this is one of those things that um it's pretty amazing um it's my dream right i'm creating this company or companies because there's more than one. There's Legal Shield. There's Footprints. There's FAH uh, Creative Consulting. There's My Econ. There's Thrive. There's there's more than one. I mean, I'm tying them all in together. So don't worry about it. Yeah, but so those are my different um my different streams of income that I'm getting ready to I'm working on. But it's my dream, not their dream. And they come, you know, people will complain, meaning people in my household in general, they complain because they're like, well, you didn't go to bed yet. Well, well, it's 730 in the morning. Why are you up? And I'm like, because I woke up at five o'clock in the morning because I'm getting stuff done because nobody's awake. And that's when I have my peace that I can think. Exactly. And that's the thing about being an entrepreneur. I, you know, you feel like you're working almost the full 24 hours of the day because no one else is going to see the vision. No one else is going to make the corrections. No one else is going to put in all that work except for the owner. You know what I mean? All right. So, I mean, I unless, that, there's I unless there's a WIFM comp component is, you know, what's in it for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, once you throw that little, you know, you throw a couple bucks at somebody and be like, Hey, go out there. It's funny because I have a teenager who needs a job, right? And she's telling me she's going to go flip burgers. So I always get upset about this. I'm like, really? You're going to go flip burgers for like, what, seven bucks, 25 and come home smelling like McDonald's? Mm-hmm. Uh, unpleasant memories because I did that years ago. 
but you could work with me and get the same amount of money in an hour if you put your back into it and she's like well what's in it for me you want money right (laughs) you know and I I think every teenager wants money of course they do and they think that you're a living ATM like you can channel dollar bills from the sky and man <laughs> you know ATM stamp backwards on your forehead so when you look in the mirror you're reminded daily that this is what you are you are an ATM machine you you just hand them stuff you know and then pray to God at 18 that they get it together but yeah no um Sometimes you have to dangle the carrot in front of the cart, if you would. Um, so you make it. I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, sometimes you have to kind of come up with a. You you got to analyze people. This is why I tell people to be quiet. Meaning, don't even don't try and talk your way into somebody. Just sit back and listen to them and let them kind of give you their form which is like you know what's important to them their form you know is it family finances you know occupation is your job driving you crazy um what you like to do what is something that you love to do for recreation form and then money is it money is it that's your motivation what's your motivation what's your you know what is it so you look at somebody's form when you're talking to them it's networking that's all it is It's, it's it's kind of taking little snippets of information from them that you can use to kind of figure out how it works on people for business. It works on your family to find out exactly what's in their head. So you can kind of get in there and um, kind of exploit that a little bit to your own advantage. So, so so for example, you know, I have a 20 year old, right. And his uh, passion and dream is to become a professional soccer player, God's willing. But even when I I started, you know, all of these new business ventures, you know, because I think maybe I'm going through a midlife crisis, I thought about it, but maybe not. I just noted at this point in my life crisis, I I just think it's it's not a midlife crisis, Lisa. Yeah, I, no. think, I, th- I think that I want something more in life. So in, regards to, so in regards to teenagers and young adults and dangling it, you know, I had, it's just like what you said, I had to come to, you have to know the person, come to a medium because um, let's take the videos, the, um, the YouTube videos, my vlogs, you know, and I had to keep stressing to him you know, this is all for you in the end. This is all for you in the end. You know, even though I'm not, I'm just starting off not making anything, I can see the dream and the vision, you know, growing. And, you know, he, he kept saying, you know, he did give me some helpful tips. And then he said, you know what? When you reach 10,000 su- subscribers, then talk to me. Then we'll draw up a contract. <laughs> you know, then right. we'll That's talk about, you know. Like I said before, it's it's they wait to see if it succeeds and then they attach your name to it. Like I was there in the yeah. beginning. No, you weren't. You weren't there. You gave me two tips and then waited till I got to ten thousand people watching me and listening to me. And, and that's not how it goes, man. Getting on the ground floor with people. And now, he did, and he and he did a little bit by doing some videos with me, but I think he actually likes the podcast more because I think once he gets to talk, he likes to talk. 
but and then he likes i don't know it's like a, it, it depends on how he's feeling that day but it's just like what you said faith the soccer is his dream and that's his priority you know what i mean so right. this is right. my priority so that's why i had to find like a medium to say okay you're not going to be in on all the podcasts and all the videos but at least show up a little bit you know what i mean and he did and he did but at the end of the day everything is still me right and that's the thing um people you know your dream your other people's dreams the 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 key is to work their dream with your dream kind of like bounce off of each other mm-hmm. like i have my friend i talk about all the time catalea and catalea her dream is very different from mine i mean it's all the same though it's like okay makeup artist seamstress she does so many different things but we work together pitching ideas to each other and talking to each other and just venting to each other and and working our dreams together Mm -hmm. separately well it's just like a marriage it's like i see a lot of um you know influencers youtubers out there whether they're on instagram or youtube or whatever platform they started off on their own and then eventually they get married some people and then you see the spouse is doing the same thing because they realize together they can make it even more powerful so it's like how do you get your spouse or significant other to be on the same journey yeah you just mentioned your friend that's your friend but how do you you could like i said a lot of people have their own dreams and passion so it's just getting on the same grind because i have seen relationships in the past where husband and wife work together and it's just terminless you know what i mean because you're spending all day with the person morning noon and night and some people some people can't deal with that you know what i mean and i think that that's what people have to realize i mean you were talking about uh marilyn vieira and her husband and when she was introducing him on the view when she was on the view that it was his and she separated herself from him. Right. Um, that the podcast episode I was listening during my um, workout from Maria Menounos, and she interviewed, um, you know, Meredith Vera and her husband. And what I found interesting was that she didn't introduce him as, oh, this is Meredith Vieira's husband. She introduced the husband's own credit. You know what I mean? Right. You know, because he thing. earned his status. Yeah. Right. He known his, that was his. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, just because you guys, you know, you you're married and or maybe you know in a partnership or something like that, um, and have two separate dreams, the 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 goals and things could be something completely unrelated to business. It could be travel the world. It could be doing this, that, and the other, um, helping and- each other out along with each other's business, but not in the sense of being a part of the business, meaning just being there for each other while you're going through whatever you're going through with your own separate entities. And then coming at the end. And I'll give you another example is I was watching Casey Neistat's um, vlog 
and he had Serena's, I forgot his name at the moment, but Serena Williams' husband. And when yeah. he introduced him, he didn't mention anything about Serena. Good thing I knew Serena from watching, you know, you know, Instagram follower and knew her husband and knew their story that I knew who he was. But because he was the owner of Reddit and whatever, and Casey was doing a tech review, it didn't have anything to do with Serena at all. You know what I mean? But in the comments, some people recognize who he was also, but introducing him, you know, that part of the business had nothing to do with Serena, but I'm sure that's what you said. You know, she supports him. Right. Exactly. And you get a, and and when you think about it, they are two separate, completely different brands. Like Mm -hmm. Serena Williams is a brand on her own. Why should she kind of, sacrifice her brand just to be tapped in with reddit it just it, it kind of makes your brand lose its own legs if you will it's like yeah. you're trying to catch on to your partner's mm-hmm. down, you know their their money windfall like okay so he has reddit okay that's fine but that that that's not their marriage their marriage is right. them two together as a couple raising a beautiful baby married traveling the world and when she goes on the tennis court she don't go out there with her skirt and start doing a cheerleader pom-pom i'm with someone this all is for him you know you know she doesn't run out there and do that she goes out there she focuses on what she has to focus on for her business and when she comes off that court and she mm-hmm. settles down and finished with her press conferences and whatever else and her accolades and her photo shoots and all that stuff once she leaves the tennis court she's done with that for the day and then she focuses on her family Mm. and but the brand themselves they fund their lifestyle this is she worked hard for that why should she give up or why should he give up his glory for her mm-hmm. as well. I mean, like, and and that's a good point because I have one couple in mind, you know, in the family a long time ago, where he actually gave up his his job, his identity to help the wife with her business and grow. And you know, hmm? it just causes resentment. It does, and not only that. I think first of all, you have to have communication. Second of all, you need to set boundaries and you need to set goals and, you know, like roles and responsibilities, you know what I mean? Because we all saw the struggles of him trying to overtake her in her own business. Now, you know, you know, he's passed on right now, but I said to her, the wife, I said, you know what? You guys really could have had a, a booming business if only you guys had your roles and responsibility, communicate more, and know each other's strengths. You know what I mean? If his strength was A, you know, and he was good at A, why would you strength? You know what I mean? But it's all a power play, and I think it all boils down to communication. You know what I mean? I think it all boils down to insecurity as well, because men are talking household mm-hmm. and yeah. your wife is coming in strong how did that play and i mean let's go back to the royal family prince philip and, and queen elizabeth she never really intended to be in that position period 
but royal protocol like you always stand behind the queen you don't stand with her you stand behind her this that and the other meanwhile you have like how many children three and that's your wife and she has a duty and this that and the other so if, if if somebody one of the people are not you know isn't secure within themselves not something that they personally have to work out it had nothing to do with the go-getter who's going out there and trying to make it, but Mm -hmm. that has to deal with a lot of insecurity within your own masculinity and femininity. It it has everything to do with it. You're right. Because he he stayed home and raised the four children, and not only that, he had to take on her last name versus them taking on his last name. But that's a whole nother story in regards to the royal monarchy. And it's all about the, you know, the royal, the throne and the, you know, protecting the monarchy. And, and he, right. he succumbed. He succumbed. He succumbed. And they took on Mount Bat. Yes. Yeah. So let's jump right back in and tell our listeners, Miss Faith Holy. A little bit about your business. So let's say that you, um, you go out into the community and you meet someone who is just graduated from college and they just have their first full-time job and they want to either buy a home or, um, you know, let's say buy a home or a car. Um, give us a few tips on what that person or how your business will help that person out. Well, I think it's not so much for, um, I think if we're talking about someone who is relatively young and getting out there and, and, um, establishing credit and things like that, the establishing part of credit can be helped by their parents way before they go out into the world to um get their first car or whatever first thing they have to figure out is the budget because realistically if you go to college you're gonna have a ton of student loan debt now i i seriously need people to really pay attention and and all that money that they're going to spend because they got their first big job. So now they look like they're making real money and they have the student loan hanging over their head. You're better off foregoing right now the the partying and going out with your, you know, I mean, not to say just to shut yourself in and become like a money hoarder and, and, and not live your life. But I think it's going to be a process of really sitting down and figuring out where your money is, how much you have, what your, what's your plan, what's your strategy to save, what's your strategy to um, invest while you have no real responsibilities other than your rent and, you know, things. And those are responsibilities, but I mean, not like having a little person running around depending on you for everything. And trying to get into a relationship and get married and all that good stuff. Set yourself up financially to stand on your own two feet, especially women. Get your stuff together. 
know how much money you're making, know where you have debt, get rid of it. If your credit's not strong, strengthen it. Don't worry about a relationship per se, um, like for the long, long term. Go out and have fun. Be young, but be responsible with it. For, and, and, and that, I say that to say this. Parents can help their parents, their kids a lot more than they do. Because the parents, if they get their head on right and they get their finances straight and they do well with their credit, if you add your child as an authorized user, do not give them the card. Just add them as a user and you are being responsible. You increase your child's chances because you have now given them, you've established credit for them in their name. And so when they walk out of school, they have a high credit score because you've been responsible. So past that generational, um, that type of a generational wealth building, meaning you go out there and establish it for them and teach them how to be responsible for it. Show them how bills work. Um, we're not learning these things in school anymore. They don't have like home economics or oh, really? things like that. So the, a lot of schools have cut them out, like music programs and arts and stuff like that. They've like minimized them to teach wow. to the test. Um, teaching to the test is not the end all be all. Like, no, they need to learn how to change oil in a car. They need to know how yeah. to sew a button on. Um, you know, they need to know what to clean with or how to do laundry. I mean, little things like that. They breed independence. So if you have not, please do sit down with your kid and do your bills. Like every month, I know where my bills land. And I've negotiated with people to pretty much get my bills set within the same week. So then I could sit there and go, okay, you see this? This is rent. This is water. This is electric. This is gas. This is this. This is how much I have to work for. This is what, this is how much, this is what I have to work with. And this is You're what right. we got left. And, and that's some useful tips um, from Faith Holy who is an associate of Legal Shield and also a creator of Footprints Credit Solution. That's a great tip, Faith. And also, I would say start, if you're going to have a baby, open up a savings account from when they're a baby. You know what I mean? And it, a lot... Right. Skip, skip all the, the hoopla. Everyone wants to buy the diaper genie. Everybody wants to buy the, the walker. Everybody wants to buy this cute stuff. And it's just like, you know what? At the first, the first baby, everybody does that with the second one. You know, you realize what you really need and what you don't need. Instead of doing that, you already kind of know, like, and, and plus, I'm a, you know, being a mom is just like, I, I kind of know what I want, what I don't want. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I want to pick it. So why don't you just, open a savings account and have people donate to the savings account. If you want to pick it up later, you can, the money's there. If it's not, then that, you know, if, if instead of having people go back to Walmart, Kmart, Toys R Us and all that and take stuff back, they don't want. And that, 
they're going to take the money anyway. So you might as well just put it in a savings account for and the that's baby. that's what I did when um, my son was born is I opened up a savings account at a credit union in Florida. And one of the best things that happened in one of the schools that he went to out in Sawgrass is that the school, believe it or not, was a public school. They encouraged the kids to have savings account. And I think it was one day a week. I think it was Friday. They would take time out of the school day and have kids go, um, you know, collect their money and go to the bank and deposit their money. So I had to open up another account based on where that bank was that the kids went to. But there was one kid I'll never forget who was in his class in first grade. And he cried down the place all because he forgot his money. You know, because he loved seeing that transaction. And I was like, they started from first grade. Well, and we're we're really behind the curve as as Americans, like in the American school system and stuff like that. Like we're waiting to high school to, I mean, like I went to private school, so it was a little bit different, but we had like, you know, you know, microeconomics and, and, and so we learned about penny stocks and it was actually kind of exciting to kind of watch, you know, watch the stock exchange to see if your penny stock that you picked actually was winning, you know, it was all on paper, but I mean, it was kind of like, all right, I'm going to pick this one and I'm going to read up on that one and see what I could do with a penny stock. And to see it go up like from five cents to like 13 cents, which is like, oh my God, what if that was 500 and it just jumped to 1,300 and I had like 75 shares of that? That's a lot of money, you know? And then you kind of get caught up in life again instead of taking that passion and moving forward. Even if it's not a major focus in your life, it's just nice to know that yeah. you can invest. And, and we have things that we can invest with. You know, there was, you know, TD Ameritrade and stuff like that. And most of these places you can open up an account with mm-hmm. like 50 bucks. Charles Schwab has been around for a long time. Um, so, you know... Being in the know, like, you know, the, the latest big craze is like CBD oil and all that stuff and, and getting in um, Bitcoin and all that. I mean, certain things you want to kind of really evaluate, but some things you, um, some things that, you know, maybe a company you believe in, something that you use, like Amazon, you can't really, I mean, at this point, you can't buy Amazon stock like that on the a lotto tomorrow and then you can buy it out but you know buy a, a set of some you know some stock but little companies that are just appearing on the S&P when they're down on the down low just go ahead and invest in them I mean it could be a family member it could be just something that you like using um, something that you believe in that you're passionate about or whatever and invest your money there and just sit on it don't try and play the stock market a video game and just like, all right, I'm going to sell, I'm going to buy, I'm going to sell, I'm going to buy. No, you got to kind of ride it out for a while. Um, educate yourself on that or, or and, and, you know, stay up in Forbes and, and Wall Street Journal and watch and, and pay attention to the political climate because that's going to make it a bull or a bear run. And that's, those are the things that people kind of need to look at also, you know, like, is, is it going to make money or is this a good time to buy? It's like when people watch the real estate, you know, real estate, real estate 
um, sector, you know, right now it's, it's a, it's a seller's market. Like people really, really need homes, but there's not really many people selling. So the prices are going up on houses that normally you wouldn't, um, pay as much for normally if it was a buyer's market if it's a buyer's market then you're getting deals left and right um they also um loosened some of the um they loosened some of the the uh, smaller loans the, the smaller lenders um qualifications and things so that they could make more loans out for people to get homes it's a that's a double-edged sword you know so the qualifications aren't as tight you don't need as high as a credit score you don't but that means if you don't have as high a credit score your risk is higher to default and go into um, having trouble with paying for your mortgage even though someone hands it to you doesn't mean that you should take it but the opportunity is there if your credit score is not exactly 100%, like you're not at 750 or better, you can get a loan right now, but the interest rates are still going to be high because they're, they know that a whole bunch of people who are like, oh, I've been waiting for this opportunity forever to buy a house, and now they're going to shoot their interest rate through the roof because Talk about um, but faith. Yeah. So, got things going um, in that respect. Well, since you're talking about the house and getting a house, how does your companies um, help someone out? You know, you know, life happens and things happen. And let's say that you know, you had bad credit in the past, you've never owned a home. How does your company help someone that needs to purchase a home? Like how long, like if I'm, I want to reach out to you, Faith, in regards to helping me out, like how long, how long will the whole process take in regards to someone who's credit, you know, because things happen in life. How long would that process take from the moment that they sit in regards to repairing their credit and getting a home like like what do i need to bring anything when i talk to you see you like can you just give us a, a few tips okay well the credit repair process is, is very um it's pretty cut and dry um it's not every case is different um, it depends on what you have on your credit score and how difficult um, original creditors, collection agencies, and the credit bureaus themselves are going to be. So it, it, it can take up to 45 days to see a response from the credit bureau. And the original creditors, they don't want to exactly be forthcoming with information and stuff. So, um, and they don't definitely want their money. Now, there's 
statute of limitations that are in play for credit um, for um, original creditors. And those are the things that you need to be mindful of. And that's why it's important for you to have credit monitoring. So I can look at your report and take into consideration each one of your items that are that's on your report and then make the best decision from there with an audit where I go through your entire report. I mark down the, the things that I personally feel would be best to dispute first and then make a game plan from there. Um, so well, what, about, well, what about, what about um, you know, there's a big thing going on with, um, you know, identity theft out there. Does your company help with that? With identity theft, I personally am a Legal Shields um, associate. So with the identity theft, the best company I've ever seen, at least when it comes down to looking at the top 13 credit monitoring uh, companies, you have like LifeLock and you have all of those companies out there. What they don't do for you is that um, they don't actually go to bat for you. ID Shield does go to bat for you for $24 for your whole family. Not one person, your whole family. So your social security number, driver's license, checking account, social media, all of that is covered in the 24 for your whole family. If it's just one person, then it's $9.99 a month. Um, they also give you $5 million of restoration fees. So if you get hit for $50,000 and all this hoopla, you have $50,000, you have five million, up to $5 million to restore you to where you were prior to your ID theft. So that's an investment piece that people need. Um, should And what was the name of the company again? It's Legal Shield and ID Shield. They work hand in hand. ID Shield and Legal Shield are one and the same. It's just different branches. ID Shield handles your identity theft and your monitoring on your credit, your social media, and everything else. Legal Shield handles the lawyer component of that. So if you have ID Shield and you get ID Shield right now, and you don't have the Legal Shield plan, but you have ID Shield right now, um, they can help you get things started in the process of recovering your life it's not you just bank accounts anymore it's your medical records it's your kid's social security number it's anything it's people scamming your your debit card at the gas pump um people are not realizing that the equifax breach that they had on top of the yahoo who else sonic there was Target a few years back. People aren't seeing the ramifications and the, the damage that's been done until years later. They're not seeing it like they'll realize something's wrong. Mm-hmm. But, and they might see something on their credit report. But the things that these criminals are doing are creating other accounts in their name. Um, and driver's license, they might not get pulled over for two years using your name in another state Mm -hmm. and you'll go get pulled over and have a warrant for your arrest. Seriously? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more to identity theft than what people always think of as money. It's not about the money. It's your identity in general. You use your social security number for across the board. 
if they get a hold of it, they can access anything. So and I it's think very I, important. And I think a, a useful tip for our listeners is don't walk around with your social security in any capacity. No. You know, have that no. under lock and key. You should memorize your social security number. Right. And you should sign the card and you should put it in a lockbox. Mm-hmm. I don't walk with it ever. I don't. It's memorized. But, you know, then, you know, what if your doctor's office has a breach? You're right. Your social security number is there, too. So is, is it not better to have, like, you know, a teaspoon of medicine to, you know, to sit there and, and, and fix a gallon of trouble later on? So I would personally rather have the membership as for myself and for my girls and not worry as much versus trying to scramble to fix a whole bunch of problems later. Um, There are children who have bad credit already because their parents use their name for bills. Um, Yeah, big, big, big pet peeve for me. You know, because their parents don't have good credit. Instead of fixing it, they just use their kid. Mm-hmm. Not fair. You're really failure, and that's so, and that's something that your company um, can help a person out with as well. Meaning that it's not right, their fault. Of, they just, it's not their fault. They inherited that. Right. They inherited that. So, you know, in that respect. They um they can have legal shield and ID shield um um in place and speak to an attorney about what they can do, what they cannot do, um what your options are, and have ID shield flag their account so that they can start being able to fix the issue. You know, so they yeah. can start sorting it out, and people won't recognize it. Mm-hmm. That's something they won't recognize it, so they go to go get their own credit card and whatever. And all of a sudden, they're like, "What? I had no idea." Yeah. What do you mean? Well, my dad did. My dad's senior. I'm I'm junior. Right. 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 So they, yeah, they, you have given us some great insight into your business. And as women and being entrepreneurs, what do you envision or see for your company in the future? You know, now that we transition from a day-to-day corporate job and we're starting our own business, we went through some downs and some ups. What is the goal or vision of, of, you know, since becoming an entrepreneur for your businesses? Well, I I don't think I focus so much on, I mean, I would love to see like, you know, massive success, but, um, and I think that's anybody, they kind of, it's in the back, but I think to strengthen our community. And success is different for everyone, you know, correct people. And I I think seeing my community do better because of something that I, I was able to do. Me, if I can afford to go buy a whole bunch of book bags for kids at school and they go to school with these cool book bags, they always want it full of school supplies. That's success to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, teaching somebody who 
has debt, how to get out of it and see them live their best life. That's success to me. Not so much the bank account. I mean, I'm making it as it is, but, and if something great comes of it after that, awesome. But I'd rather see a lot. I would rather see more people step up and take this leap of faith to go out there and handle whatever they need to handle to live their best life. And that's successful. Amen. That's, Amen. Seeing, that, seeing that would be that to see people be like, hey, Faith, hey, you know what? Look, look at my new car. You know, I got it for, you know, this, yeah. that, and the other. Look at my interest rate. And be like, yeah, see, told you to yeah. do follow the plan. And marry the process and divorce the result because if you if you keep looking at the, for the result mm-hmm. when it comes down to things like this it's not going to be pretty fixing your credit there's going to be ups and downs your score is going to go all over the place don't focus on the score the score is just a number that's an algorithm that the credit companies use and that shifts daily based on the stock market as well i mean so it goes up and down just according to what's going on with the with the s&p yeah so that's not going to help you right this second. Right now, I need you to focus on what's on your score. Where did you mess up? Take accountability. Take responsibility. Get in there. Work it out. Work everything out. Mm-hmm. And then go ahead. Pay off what you can pay off. Talk to a, a professional like myself or somebody else. And figure out the best plan for you to get long-term success for your family. That's success for me. Yeah. And for me, um, I like to compartmentalize things and do it by the years. And for me, success is having the subscribers, you know, and having everyone tune in at least once. If I inspire you, if I made you laugh, and most of all, if I gave you something, gave back, because I love giving back, yeah. that makes me happy. Even when you mentioned the book bags and seeing the book bags, that brought a smile to my face because at the end of the day, folks, it's all about giving back. No matter how successful we are, whatever your definition of success is, it's about giving back at some point or another. You know what I mean? Giving back right. and that smile on someone's face. I remember back in, well, when we were in Florida and stuff like that, remember, like, I I um, used to think it was so cool that, you know, Uncle Bunny, as we affectionately called him, Uncle Bunny, would go to the the kitchen and serve on Thanksgiving and then come to the party, um, (laughs) you know, to get together. You know, they would go serve at a homeless kitchen and stuff like that. It keeps you humble. Yeah. I actually, you know, I actually love that because my corporate job that I've worked for um, for a while now, like over 10 years, going on 12 years, that's the first company that promoted um, community service, that we had to do it each quarter. And it even came a point where I brought my son there. You know, they have different venues and stuff that you can volunteer at. But it's, he had, I mean, he had the idea years ago, but we didn't catch on to say, you know what, family, after we eat, why don't we all go out and feed the homeless? You know what I mean? That you know, so after we yeah. eat, we could have yeah. saved the fridge a whole lot of room. Yeah, yeah. Even that or even make plates from home. But we weren't thinking 
about that back then because a lot of people weren't familiar with doing community service back then as much. You know what I mean? But now right. I've incorporated that into my life, into my son's life. And that's why Christmas time is our favorite time in my family because I love to give back. I don't care if I don't get a present. As long as I see the smile on your face and it doesn't even have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't even cost, I mean, you can go to the doll store, you can do whatever. As long as you say to someone, I was thinking of you or even right. give them a I mean, call or something. I think we lost the concept of what the gift giving was anyway. It became commercial. So a lot of people are kind of dropping that to a degree, but like it was really just a present. Like it would almost be like a, a, a name bag and you would pick somebody and you would get them something, a gift exchange um, and, and try and get them their best gift. I mean, I never, and my, I mean, we showered each other with stuff. Like it was ridiculous. Like if you really think about all that money and where is it going? Everybody's putting it on a what? What is it called? The oh yeah, the credit card, and then they're broke. <laughs> they're putting it on the credit card. Oh yeah, yeah, that thing. You know, the one that they got like five weeks ago. You know, they're like, oh my god, it's Christmas time. You know, yeah. oh my god, buy everything for Junior. You know, and, and then it's. And like- I I learned that lesson a long time ago, not to spend a lot of money on people because you, you open up the presents. Yeah, I don't like, appreciate oh, it. Wow. Oh, wow. And they don't yeah, play with it or use it. I just have to pay like, you know, 15% interest rate on that. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we got to be smarter when it comes even down to that. I would rather sit there and make you like a whole bunch of cookies and send them. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's you know, you get the mason jars and you put like the flour and the yeah. sugar and the yeah. stuff and send it like, hey, I love you. Here's, a, yeah. here's some cookies, even though even I'm far away. It's a mason jar, some flour, some chips, and, you know, whatever, and throw it together and send it to them. A little comfort. Maybe yeah. something from where you live. Like, if you sent me peaches right now, girl, hint, <laughs> hint, some, some shelves, some pecan, hint, hint. <laughs> that would make me smile from here. To, you would see me. There would be shelves all over my backyard. That's all there is to it. That would make me happy. You know, like if I was in Florida and you'd be like, you know, I need a real orange scent, you know, honey bell. Well, actually, I want some mangoes. You know, that tree in my dad's backyard, he had to tell me this, girl. He told me that thing is loaded. Oh, really? Loaded. I know, girl, you're closer than I am. Get down and get in there. <laughs> Oh, get like in there. Like a yeah, nine, nine, nine and a half to ten hour drive. <laughs> the June one like nine forty and a half to ten hour drive. Yeah. Girl, yeah, but twenty-six for me. So look. Uh-oh. Twenty-six and with kids yeah. it's not even longer. Yeah. You yeah. Take a bathroom break every two hours. Like, mom, I gotta go again. No. <laughs> I'm not stopping. I'm in I'm in a groove. Clear highway, but yeah, no. I mean, like we 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 spend too much on things that aren't making people happy. Yeah, yeah. Spending money on things that actually separate us from other people, aka video games and all that stuff. Yeah, okay, they're fun. I'm not gonna say they're not, but 
you know, you get your kid a tablet and then they're in social media world for like the next seven hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Why don't you get them a fishing pole? <laughs> get them a fishing pole and do a little research and do a fishing trip. That's a great idea. You've given us some great tips today, not only business-wise, personal, you know, things that will make you successful and happy. Faith, I enjoyed your company again today on Go 10 Lisa podcast. And you want to tell our listeners again how to get a hold of you in case they want to do some credit reports? You want to tell our listeners how to get a hold of you? I think I lost you. Oh, can you hear me now? Can you tell our listeners how to get a hold of you, Faith? Uh, what was that? Tell our listeners how to get a hold of you. Hold on one sec. I can't hear you at all right this second. Well, I'll go ahead and and and, and remind our listeners you're listening to Go 10 Lisa podcast available on Anchor, iTunes, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Castbox, and now Breaker. And I want to thank our guest, Faith Holy Today, who has enlightened us on her journey from transitioning from a regular job to starting her own business and giving us some helpful tips on her businesses. Faith, you want to tell our listeners how to get a hold of you? Yes, sure do. Um, If you need to get a hold of me, you can find me on Facebook. My uh, Facebook name is Faith A. Holy. Just as it sounds, no double L's, just H-O-L-Y. You can either uh, that or you can put, um, you can call me at 855-715-2430. or you can reach out to me on my website at www.footprints with an S C S dot com. So it's F O O T P R I N T S C S dot com. And you know, reach out, just say hi. I am I don't bite, I promise. Um, you know, I'm not gonna pitch you and I'm not gonna try and get you to just Start with my program. No, I, I mean, I just like meeting people and, and hearing other people's stories as well because they inspire me. So they kind of keep me going. And if I can help, I'll help, you know, just reach out and give me a, you know, give me a shout out and, you know, let me know if there is something I can do to help you out. A little tidbit of information or maybe a little direction. And that's fine. I like doing that. That's you know, another way of giving, just just kind of giving out some information to help people get their head straight. So, and their finances straight. That's great, Faith. And I want to thank you again for being my guest for part two of transitioning from a regular job to starting your own business. Miss Faith Holy, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you're more than welcome to be a guest in the near future on Go 10 Lisa podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for this opportunity to come speak with you on your podcast. You're welcome. And and, okay, guys, so that's it for today's episode. Join us next time for Go 10 Lisa podcast. Bye. Bye.